Coming up on Golf Today, oh, captain, my captain, the U.S. Ryder Cup team chooses its leader for Rome in 2023. Who has been tabbed will carry the press conference live in moments from the headquarters of the PGA of America. Golf Today, brought to you by PointsBet. It's my pleasure to introduce an individual that's been a proven great leader. He's been an incredible communicator and one of the fiercest competitors that we've seen throughout his career. It's an individual that is highly respected both on and off the golf course. It's my honor to introduce our 2023 U.S. Ryder Cup captain, Zach Johnson. Zach, congratulations on being named the 30th United States Ryder Cup captain. I know you've been sitting on this news for a little while. Can you exhale now? <laughs> yes, I'm starting to breathe uh, a little bit here. Thank you, Julius. Um, thank you, Jim, and to all of your colleagues. Um, it's no secret how uh, I see the PGA of America, all of your constituents and certainly all of your peers. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm sitting here and frankly um, why I play this great game. So thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm relieved, Julius, to answer your question. I'm excited. I'm extremely excited. Um, I have all the emotions running through me. Um, I'm just, I'm, honor, pure honor comes to mind more than anything. Um, just knowing that I can lead this great team uh, in Italy um, and represent my country, uh, again, is, is flattering. So um, to share this, this week, this process um, with my wife, Kim, um, is ultra special. We look forward to the Ryder Cup uh, every two years, ideally every two years. Um, more than anything, because uh, it, it is, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a family week, it's a team week, and um, we do it together. And knowing now that I got her by my side to help me uh, partner in this is, is special. So um, that's exciting. And, and to share it with my kids will be something different, but also very special. Um, you know, I'm, I've always said I'm a product of great people. And full circle right now, it kind of hits me. You guys introduced two individuals that uh, certainly um, are a part of this for me, and that was Larry Gladson as a kid, uh, and even into my young adult life, um, just fostered the game for me and the love of it. Um, I'm very honored, and you know, certainly to have a guy that that uh, you know took me under his wing and 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 showed me how to go about this game the right way. And then you know what, the whole Iowa circle just continued. Um, Mike Bender, now of Florida, but uh, originally of uh, Waterloo, uh, Iowa, and um, his tutelage and kind of breaking me down and building me back up so I could actually really pursue this game in, as a career um, is, is something I will never, ever forget. And um, more than that, these two individuals are just close confidants and friends of mine. And um, 
some of you will get to meet them and, and, and see exactly why. They're just two great individuals. Thank you guys for being here. Um, man, I, pl I played my first Ryder Cup in 2006, and uh, it was not the way I envisioned it as a team. That being said, it was um, immediate that uh, I was fixated on it. I loved it. And the team camaraderie, chemistry, everything about it just grabbed me. I'm a team sports guy. And when you play an individual game and now you're in this arena as a team, as a band, it, it was captivating. And um, I just fully embraced it. I loved everything about it. What, what a great week and an opportunity to just kind of you know, show off. It, I've loved it ever since that day, and um, I can sit here and say it's the best game, excuse me, the best uh, event in the sport of golf. Zach, we've heard you say in the past that you like golf, but you love competition, and mm -hmm. it's no secret that you're a proud son of Iowa and that you've gravitated toward team sports, as, as you suggested. Um, can you go a little deeper on why that has connected you to the Ryder Cup so much? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, I'm a product of my environment, clearly. Iowa is the place that uh, shaped me. There's no question. I mean, it starts with my parents, clearly. And the many, many opportunities they gave me in sport, um, if, you know, I, I'd be lying to you to say that I, I would have probably picked golf. I don't think I would have. I mean, I loved everything when it came to the team uh, side of sports, but golf picked me. And they gave me that opportunity to pursue it. So I'm forever grateful in that. Um, I just, I loved being with other guys for a common goal. And, uh, you know, when I, when I think about it now, it, you know, all those team sports probably uh, helped me as an individual. I mean, I, I know I play an individual sport, but I have a massive team alongside of me that uh, deserve a ton of credit, um, certainly starting with, with my wife Kim and then obviously my family and friends and uh, coaches and the list is long and plentiful but um, you know it, it did it started back in Iowa it, that's where my love was uh, for this game uh, began and um, I, I think I'm still pursuing it you know uh, still trying to get better I oddly enough I still feel like my best golf's ahead of me uh, but right now um, as the leader of this 2023 team uh, I'm going to, you know, bring about some of those uh, um, key things as a kid, as a team, as a team sport guy, and hopefully implement some of them. So you mentioned 2006, uh, which was your first Ryder Cup. Mm -hmm. Something happened at that Ryder Cup, uh, which told you you're never going to look at this event again. Mm -hmm. If you could share that story with everyone. Sure. I mean, you know, there's, I think all of my peers can probably identify uh, a few situations in their in their game or in, in, in a tournament here or there where they're like, you know what, that one shot, that one instance, you know, helped mold me or maybe gave me the confidence or whatever it may be. And for me, it's, it's very obvious. Um, uh, Captain Tom Lehman was leading us that year. And um, again, I'm a rookie. I mean, technically, this is my third year on the PGA Tour. Um, kind of deer in headlights, so to speak. And so my first match out there, I was paired with Chad Campbell, uh, who is a good, is a good friend and, and, and we went at it together. We played, um, I believe it was Padre and Paul McGinley. And we were down in the match. And we're on the 16th hole, which is a par five. And we're playing, uh, we're playing alternate shots. So what's that? Uh, uh, 
not four ball, but um, Orsoms. Orsoms. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> and um, he had a great tee shot. Vice yeah, well, hey, <laughs> it's open. Um, Chad hit a great tee shot to put us in position on the par five. They laid up, and it was a shot now where I'm debating on laying up, giving Chad a wedge, or do I do I push it and be aggressive and and hit a shot I can't hit, but considering what was laying ahead and the wind and the water and all those sorts of elements, it was not exactly something I was very comfortable with. Captain Lehman pulls up, kind of asked me where we were in the match. We were two down with three to go. What's the discussion then? That's really what, what it got, got down to. And he, he just gave me a nice piece of advice. He's like, you're here for a reason, just hit it. And um, executed it better than I can ever imagine. And, you know, th that's the shot that I kind of go back to uh, that I think really helped, you know, give me confidence, certainly in the most trying of, of situations, um, but also one that just uh, that, that kind of molded me and said, you know what, hey, you belong. And um, I think that's the beauty of the Ryder Cup is you're going to see, we see so many just unbelievable golf shots just amongst 24 individuals. So, um, that was one of them, and then we actually went on and have the match as a result. So um, I was hooked, uh, hook, line, and sinker, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, having, having a great leader like that, Captain Lehman, come up to me and say, you can do it, is basically what he alluded to, is, was powerful. Let's dive a little deeper into your captaincy now. The 2023 U.S. Ryder Cup team point system will look very similar to what we've seen in the past, right? That's correct, yes. Um, very similar, the, the 2022 schedule, uh, only the major championships, WGCs, and the Players' Championship will have points. Uh, and then once we get to January of 2023, then certainly all the, all the regular PGA Tour events will be incorporated um, into the point system and we'll, we'll end with the second playoff event uh, sometime in August of 23. Um, I think it's August 20th, I believe. and. Um, from there, we'll have our, our top six. You've also had conversations with the PGA Ryder Cup committee mm -hmm. about the number of captain picks that you will have. Yes, uh, we're, we're gonna kind of keep it the way it has been. Well, the way it was in 2020. Um, we liked the system, the PGA uh, Ryder Cup committee really liked the system of six earned berths and then obviously six picks. So uh, that's where we're gonna stay. We don't. Feel like we need to change it um, and I say that it was the Ryder Cup committee of three of my peers and, and Jim and his and his peers so uh, that equation worked and I don't see any reason to uh, change it and you will select your six captains picks following the 2003 tour championship you've already locked in one of your vice captains yeah this may come to some surprise most out there but uh, Steve Stricker has accepted uh, his vice captainship role in Italy, and I'm pumped and honored to have him along my side. Um, a guy that's uh, led us, uh, Team USA, and, and to a pretty resounding victory in 2020. But um, it's not just the scoreboard, it's more so how we did it. And um, frankly, uh, just the, the class with which he uh, took this position and led, I, I admire. And, and, and so to have him as a sounding board and an individual I know I can trust, um, and, a, and a great friend, a close friend. Um, I'm excited that he wanted to join in. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's the way he approached it in 2020 was pretty simple. I mean, that was kind of the word, right? Just keep, kind of keep it simple. But he, he, gave, he gave those 12 individuals a voice. He gave them uh, freedom and um, to kind of go about their, their week as if it was a normal tournament, uh, even though we know it's not. Uh, but I think there was, there was, the simplicity in that was also quite beautiful. Final question, Zach, before we go to Q&A. Here's a good stat for you. You were 17 years old the last time the United States won in the <laughs> How do you feel about an away captaincy? You know, that's a great question. Um, I will say this. Uh, I, I love playing in the United States. I love being around our fans. Um, it's unbelievable. Uh, the way I'm kind of wired is I love – when individuals, teams, entities go into a situation that's very trying, um, a situation where they're probably not supposed to, but do. And, you know, I, I'm not suggesting I had uh, dreams of being in this position because, if anything, they, these, this exceeded my dreams. But when I had peers of mine say, it's my turn, I should do it, their confidence was high for me to go lead a team across the pond in Europe, in Italy, I accepted it with open arms. Um, that was humbling. Um, the names are plentiful. Um, certainly the three individuals, Steve, uh, JT, and Jordan, but um, many talks with Tiger, Jim Furyk, Davis Love, past captains. These guys said it's your turn to go, and I, I'm, I'm welcoming it. Uh, I love... I love going over there and competing. Uh, I love stretching myself. I love being uncomfortable. I think that's kind of an odd thing, but I, I like when it's, it's hard. And um, it is going to be hard, but it's also just a, a beautiful opportunity to go out there and um, give these guys, you know, an avenue to, to be themselves and play with freedom. And that's kind of what I'm going to go. That's how I'm going to approach it. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to holding hands with my wife and just getting after it in Italy. Congratulations, Captain. Uh, we'll go ahead and open the floor to questions right now. If you have a question, please raise your hand so we can get you a wireless microphone. We'd like to know who you are and where you're from, and we'll also open the Zoom line questions as well. John Dever at six foot two is holding that microphone right over there, so we're going to try to run it over here. Chain to your right. Zach, you mentioned 2006 here. Um, obviously, Team USA has come a really long way since then in terms of organization <clears throat> and obviously results as well. Uh, can you talk about how you did that, um, what lessons needed to be learned, and why it's been so successful? Can you expand on the question, meaning what's changed since 2006? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, uh, I think... I think it really just comes back to uh, watching, seeing, witnessing some of my past captains, peers of mine that um, certainly love the Ryder Cup, but then also kind of joined hands even tighter with this great organization in the PGA of America. They really have kind of um, given us some freedoms as of late uh, that has really helped, I think, kind of mold our system in place. We've got a system. We're, we are systems, I should say, almost like a template. 
And I'm not suggesting that's going to be the reason for a win or a loss. But I'm, what I'm saying is, is that there's continuity, there's, 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 there's expectations laid out, and um, the consistency there, I think, is what's uh, attractive. And I think it's, that's, that's, that whole systematic approach has really led to giving the guys on the team, because I, I, I was at one point playing on these, um, the freedom to just go be themselves and play. And and have a voice, and 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 more or less, before the week, even at the beginning of the week, say, you know, I kind of know what's in store. You know, there's always wrinkles. It's, it's, it is a it is a fluid situation, but um, we we've just got a great plan, and and I, I love how my past captains, both uh, the ones I served as a vice captain and the ones I played for, helped get us to this point. Shane, that it? Good. Thank you very much. Doug. Zach, I had, had two things for you. Where's Doug? Doug? I hear your voice. Yes. Hi, Doug. Don't worry about the rest. <laughs> um, what do you consider the single best trait you have that you bring as a captain? My wife would say my dimples. Uh, I'm going to say, <laughs> I, I think I kind of alluded to it, Doug, in, in the sense that um, you know, it, going over there is not easy. Uh, I, I get that, and I frankly wouldn't have it any other way. So I, I, th I think just my mentality of knowing that I'm going to embrace what that difficulty is all about. Uh, I'm going to um, I'm going to allow these guys to, you know, come to me whenever they need anything. But beforehand, they know that they're going to be able to approach the week as if it's any other week. So I'm going to provide them basically an avenue to just be themselves. And I, I and so the trait then would be just that. I, I, I like knowing that there's freedom in the sense that they can be themselves over there. And that's kind of how I go about it. Whether it's an open championship or a previous Ryder Cup in Europe, I just, they do not need to change themselves to go play. They're going to they're be themselves. They're going to represent Team USA. And it's going to be trying, but they're going to welcome it. Doug, yep. Secondly, uh, are you on the committee now? now no, sir. Uh, no, I, I was prior, but uh, currently it's Steve Stricker, Jordan. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, going back to the to the six earn and six picks, mm -hmm. uh, different last year with the postponement and everything else. Sure. Redo it, but do you think it worked? I mean, why do you think it worked without saying nineteen to nine? In other words, was that just a result reason why you're going to stick with it, or was there something about it sure. that you think works? Well, I, I, think, uh, I think it's pretty simple. Um, you know, Steve pursued the six and six because of the climate back then, right, the COVID and uncertainties and things of that nature. Um, and then rather changing it from there to something different, we thought, one, yeah, it seemed to work. But more than that, because now we're going across the pond, to a golf course that we're unfamiliar with, I haven't seen yet. Um, I, I, I don't want to say horses for courses, Doug, but it, it's, you know what, it, if I have a little bit of freedom involved of once I understand what that golf course demands, um, certainly fully knowing that uh, the European Ryder Cup team can, has a little bit of say in what they, how they, how they set the course up, I think it allows me to really pinpoint some key attributes that 
could be uh, you know, an asset on that golf course. Thank you. Michael? Uh, Zach, have you ever been to Italy? No, sir. Um, and uh, I know this is- Can't cool. wait, though. I cannot <laughs> wait. Um, if, if Phil Mickelson doesn't make the team uh, as a captain's pick or on points, are you open to him being a vice captain or an assistant captain? Well, I'll say you know that given um, basically where we are right now, uh, I have no idea what lies ahead as far as my vice captains and who's on this team. I know that the 2020 team was what was such, and 2023 will be look vastly different. What that looks like, I don't know yet. Ads over here. Zach, sir. It seemed one nice key at Whistling Straits was how familiar the U.S. team was with the venue going in there early and all the productive stuff you guys did going in early. Uh, it's early, but would that be your expectation to get guys over to Italy to get more familiar with this golf course? You know, uh, Steve did a great job of that. He, he made it a priority. Uh, you know, granted, the familiarity of Whistling Straits, we had already held three PGA championships there. Um, so there, there was already some, but some of those young guys hadn't, hadn't seen it. What he did was made it a priority to get the team there prior, right, and uh, made that an emphasis. This is not Wisconsin, clearly. Um, that is an ideal situation. It's something that we've talked about, something that we will continue to talk about and hopefully find a, a way to do that. It, it's, it's not going to be easy, but um, we're looking into it. Uh, that, that would be the most ideal, it's just to get everybody's feet on site uh, prior. Uh, I don't know how feasible that is yet, given Italian Opens and things of that nature. Follow up, Jeff. You talk about past captains. Uh, could you speak to the influence that Davis Love has had on you, and and uh, how much can you lean on him as you start this venture? Yeah, I, I don't know if I can speak to the amount that Davis uh, has influenced me. Um, yeah, you know, Davis. Well, he was captain twice for a reason. Um, obviously, the respect that he he garners from everybody is pretty obvious, uh, both on and off the golf course. You know, the way he has um, kind of uh, navigated this, this sport for so long, he and Robin. So um, that goes without saying. As a friend and as a, as a person that I look up to, yeah, I mean, I'm, his phone better be on. Um, because, and, he, and, he's, and he, you know, frankly, he's my neighbor. So uh, it's not hard to meet him at the local barbecue joint to sit down and talk Ryder Cup. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I will utilize that friendship, uh, you know, when needed and, and to the fullest because um, he's an amazing individual in that regard. Alex? Jack. Yeah, Alex. Um, there's about a three weeks to a month between when you have to make your selections and the Ryder Cup. How much leeway does that give you versus, like, someone like Furek who didn't have much time kind of struggle getting guys over to France ahead of time. How much does that month give you to be able to do things that maybe other guys couldn't? Yeah, I think, I think you bring up a good point. I mean, I, I, that, that, is, that helps the situation. Um, you know, what's difficult there is the, the individuals that um, will be on this team will probably be competing a lot at a high level for a number of weeks in a row, and they're probably going to want some downtime. But there's still opportunity there. Um, what that looks like, I don't know yet, but that's certainly something I'm going to discuss with 
some of the guys that have played and, and, and you know, have a good high, high potential of making the team. And then obviously Steve. Um, I, I, I like the way the schedule lays out in that regard. And I like the fact that the weather should be pretty good that time of year there too. So follow up, Alex? Yeah. Um, just kind of follow up on, on Michael's question. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're in a different environment now with all the things going on outside of the PGA Tour. Um, do you, have you been directed or do you feel like there's going to be any constraints on what you can do from an assistant captain standpoint or even from a selection standpoint in regards to your team? Given, given where we are right now and, and, and what I know is that, um, one, I am a product of the PGA Tour and I support it fully, and two, nothing has changed in the way I've seen it as of right now. We're going to zoom out, ladies and gentlemen, real quick. I believe Steve Demiglio, USA Today, is on the line. Zach, have you given any thought on how this will change your schedule, playing schedule, and will this have any impact on how you will go about playing a PGA Tour event as far as practice rounds? That's, that's a good question, Steve. Um, I, I've thought about it a little bit. What? I will say this, I've witnessed it, you know, and seeing Davis, Jim, Steve, and how they've done it uh, week to week, and I don't know everything they've done, but, you know, I, I noticed and actually partaked in playing some practice rounds with either guys that are, you know, high in the points list or some young ones they may not know yet that have a poten you know, the potential to make the team. I mean, I, I'm going to try to utilize the time that I have Monday through Wednesday to do that, uh, I think that's that's uh, well imperative. I mean, why wouldn't you? So, um, and I, I don't I don't know you know what if I have any influence on pairings and that sort of thing. But the PGA Tour has been very receptive to helping out um, Ryder Cup captains in the past, and and obviously I, I feel like I've got a great relationship with those individuals. So maybe I can even look down that road. Um, but I, you know I, I don't as far as my scheduling goes. I will say that uh, I haven't really gotten into that. I think 2022 is, uh, you know, it's pretty normal for me. I, I would say also the beauty of, or maybe the just the fortunate side of um, leading this team is that I, I'm still pretty relative on the PGA Tour. I mean, I'm still playing moderately full schedule, and the guys know me, you know. I mean, I, I'm not suggesting they don't know others, but, um, you know, I, I hope I'm considered a peer of theirs, maybe a father peer of theirs, but, um, you know, they, I, I, I play with all of them. I mean, it doesn't matter, the young ones to, you know, to the guys that are my age. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, uh, that's going to bode well as far as me just witnessing and seeing and communicating and, you know, answering questions because that, I had a lot of them at that, uh, you know, when I was uh, a young, young guy on tour. So uh, I'm going to certainly utilize that. Thank you, Steve. We've got a question in the back from Doug. Zach, the idea of, of giving points, <clears throat> excuse me, pre-Ryder Cup here, the majors players and WGCs came out of that um, task force, but we're at a stage now where we only have one WGC. Um, was any thought given, or, or would you consider instead giving points to the to the three playoff events, which are probably stronger than the WGCs? Yeah, I think that was that was talked about briefly. Uh, you know. I'm, I see where you're going. I think you have five tournaments that are probably in the highest of regards, right? Uh, and, and 
the reason we've maintained those or kept those as point garnering tournaments is because typically those are the, not typically, those are the events that seem to um, kind of replicate, I would say, the difficulty and uh, the gravity of a Ryder Cup to some degree. I think you, there's more parallels there than even a playoff event um, you know, on the PGA Tour. Those are big tournaments. I, I, I hear where you're going. And it, it may be something down the road that we can look at as, as, a, as a team, but right now that, this was a pretty unanimous decision amongst the committee that we just keep it the way it is expectations-wise. <laughs> You know, the four majors and the players in particular are, are just massive. Michael? Zach, there's a wall here that you can't see. It shows all your predecessors. And I don't know if I have this exactly right, but here's a list of guys who have won Masters, Open Championships, and have been Ryder Cup captains. Uh, oh. Arnold, Big Jack, Sam Snead, and Tom Watson. Mm. Can you just reflect for a minute what it means to you to be part of that group and, and where this game of golf has taken you in your life? Yeah, uh, I, 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 how do you articulate that? Um, yeah, I mean, you just mentioned some names there that uh, are synonymous just with the game of golf, right? Um, I mean, that when you think about the true legends, um, you just you just rambled some off. So it hasn't hit me. Not, truth be told, it hasn't hit me yet. Uh, but I am, I am deeply honored. I mean, that, that's, um, I am beyond uh, excited. I'm deeply honored. And I'm, it, if anything, it just gives me, uh, it heightens and, and expands on my appreciation for uh, certainly the PGA of America and how they go about their work, but also the platform that was given to me within the PGA Tour to pursue a game as a living. That's, I, I still don't know if I've ever worked a day in my life, and um, just pure awe and honor comes to mind. Uh, thanks for the names, though. That that kind of hit pretty hard right there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm beyond thankful to be a part of Team USA to any capacity, but to serve as the leader is something that, uh, again, my dreams never reached that far. Zach, over here. All the players we talked to this week at the Honda all said how much they respect and like you. What does it mean to have uh, many of the players that will be on this team uh, respect you and sort of admire what you've done? You just alluded to playing with them all the time, but sure. that admiration level from them. Yeah, they gave you the PC answer, right? No, it's, I mean, you know, I don't play for necessarily respect and things of that nature, but um, I, you know what, I, if anything, it probably just hits hits me in the sense that, uh, uh, you know, I, th I think I've probably approached this game, you know, the right way. Certainly I messed up. I'm going to mess up more. But um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing that, that, that was given to me. It's a gift. I mean, that's, 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 uh, that's the beauty of it, right? And um, full circle, it, it goes back to how I was raised. It goes back to the values that I think were instilled in me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, just, you know, pretty much looking at it as, as a golf is, is, doesn't define me as an individual, um, but it, it, 
it is something that uh, I was given uh, some sort of God-given ability to play, and so I've kind of run with it. Um, it's crazy. It's a crazy game. It's hard, <laughs> and uh, I love that. Again, it, it, it makes me uncomfortable almost daily. Um, but to have those guys say that, uh, they get it. I mean, they're in it with me, and they know how difficult it is, and um, that's, that's flattering. That's nice. Uh, but I, I just think, again, I'm a product of great people. That's, that's really what it boils down to. Is I, I, I go back to the individuals that helped me from day one. Um, and, and now I'm sitting here. Shane? Uh, Zach? Over here. Yes, sir. Um, I'm wondering if you could speak to the role that Scouts Consulting played for you mm. at Sling Straits and maybe the Ryder Cups that came before and whether that relationship you plan to continue in Italy. Absolutely, yeah. Scouts has, um, <clears throat> has been a nice tool for us, a nice asset as far as uh, just data crunching and number crunching and um, situation scenarios. Um, I think the, the beauty of what we have there is that if we have a question that arises, they can basically answer that in a pretty timely manner, whether it's golf course related, whether it's individuals related, whether it's format related, whether it's European tour related, they have the ability to go about doing that. Uh, it's, 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 so it, it can be certainly used in a very uh, uh, useful manner. Uh, and they're great guys. Um, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I actually pursued actuarial science at my alma mater, Drake University, <laughs> when I was, when I was uh, 18. And that quickly stopped because it was a lot of math. But, um, <laughs> I do appreciate how they go about it, um, and um, having them, you know, on our side uh, as, as as a useful tool will be uh, definitely a benefit. We'll go over here. Hey Zach, congratulations, John from CBS 12. Uh, you've been described by your peers as the perfect combination between old school and new school. <laughs> Uh, I know it's hard to evaluate yourself, but um, you know, what do you think they mean by that and how will that help you with uh, this new gig? Yeah, well, may maybe the old school is my actual age and the new school is maybe my maturity level. <laughs> I don't know, uh, you'd have to ask them that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I think it's, I think I kind of spoke on it. I mean, I'm, I'm still relevant. I mean, I can still go out there and compete with these guys. I can go out there and have dinner with these guys. I can, you know, I'm gonna see them at most of the big tournaments for the most part. I'm going to, you know, come alongside them and encourage them, uh, you know, push them to try to make the team. I mean, what, whatever it may be, I'm, I'm still there. And, um, you know, I, I was doing that as a vice captain, you know, and, and now that I'm, I'm in the massive serving role, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a servant for them. I mean, I'm going to help them. Whatever they need, I can, for the most part, I hope I can answer their questions and, and um, you know, help them along with their journey to the 2023 Ryder Cup. Thank you. Let's zoom out uh, across the pond. Phil, Casey, are you with us? Yeah, hi, thanks, Julius. Hope you can hear me okay. Absolutely, loud and clear. Excellent. Um, yeah, Zach, I just wanted to ask you, you touched on this earlier, but what kind of reaction are you expecting from the European players given the record scoreline at Whistling Straits? Well, shoot, uh, you know, <laughs> 2020 Ryder Cup was something ultra special. Uh, that team was amazing. Um, I don't know what kind of reception I'm going to have. I know this. This is going to be an entirely different team. Uh, it's going to be, you know, 
18, 19 months from now. So who knows what's going to transpire between now and then as far as the makeup. But I do know this. The fans over there are amazing. They love their sport. They love golf. I cannot wait to meet even the, uh, the local Italian fans. That's, I've heard they're amazing. Um, and I know whatever team that they put forth is going to be very stout. So it's going to be difficult, and I love everything about that. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Doug? Zach, from the time, presumably the time you, were, you accepted the job and, and the announcement today, there's been a lot of activity with, with the Saudi stuff. At any time, did you wonder who, who you were going to have available for your team and how also it might affect Europe? And going forward, how do you prepare for the unknown in that regard? They're, they're just unknowns. No, no, I, I, I can be really simple with that. Those are extreme unknowns and hypotheticals. And right now, I know where things lay out. And we're going to continue down the same path we've done for so many years here. Um, I'm just excited to lead this team. Questions? Questions twice? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, because we have some live interviews that have to take place right afterwards, Zach's going to go down and hug a few people that he sees in the audience. Then we're going to step back up on the podium where he's going to knock out a few minutes of, uh, with a media scrum, and then he's going to wind up doing these one-on-one -on -one interviews. So in that next seven minutes, enjoy yourself. Thank you very much. Newest Ryder Cup captain, Zach Johnson, 46 years of age, same age as Tiger Woods, by the way. We take a look at the recent U.S. Ryder Cup captains course last year, a 19-9 victory over Europe. But the story going forward, can the Americans win on foreign soil for the first time since 1993? As Shane mentioned off the top, not a big secret. Zach Johnson is the man. Congratulations, says uh, Ryder Cup Europe. So kind of keeping it on the up and up. It's, it's a year away. We're a year away. That's a nice way to go about it. Drake, of course, jumping in. Drake? Official. Oh, not, Drake. Oh. No, Drake might have tweeted as okay. well. We'll get that in the second hour. <laughs> Congrats to former Bulldog golfer, of course, Zach Johnson, Ryder Cup captain. John Deere Classic getting involved as well. Red, white, and blue looks good on Zach Johnson. Congrats to our 2012 champion on being named the Ryder Cup captain. And Dia, I got good news. What's Zach that? Johnson's going to be on the show here in just a minute. We're going to ask some questions. Zach Johnson joins the show to talk about, hey, he's embracing the difficulty of trying to win on the road, something the Americans haven't done since 93. Todd Lewis will join us as well for some analysis. Don't go anywhere. Big Monday. Golf today. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Golf Today, brought to you by PointsBet. Welcome back to Golf Today. Big news. Two-time major champ Zach Johnson has been named the 2023 U.S. Ryder Cup captain. Zach is a five-time team member, two-time assistant as well for the United States. Take a look at the previous U.S. captains and recent memory. Men Zach Johnson knows well, you know, guys he's broken bread with and competed against. But this is going to be his team in 2023 trying to get the U.S. a victory for the first time on foreign soil since 1993. Welcome in the captain right now. Zach, first of all, congratulations. At what point in your career was this a role that you wanted to have? Oh, man. I, you know, thanks, gentlemen. I, I, I don't know if I can honestly sit here and say this is something I wanted to have. I just think this is something that you know, given the timing of everything, given the fact that um, certainly I have some experience in this tournament, uh, both playing and serving, that it, it just things kind of fell into place. And then when you have individuals um, of the Ryder Cup committee, peers of mine, and certainly um, Jim Richardson and his staff of the PG America come alongside and say, hey, Zach, we're confident in you. We trust you. We want you to leave. We think it's your time and we want you to do it in Italy, well, then I really had to consider it. But I, I can't sit here and say that there was a moment where I'm like, man, I have to do this, because I, I just don't think that's uh, realistic. I, I, I've always said, if I can be a part of this team, clearly playing is ideal, but serving in any manner, I would jump at the opportunity. Zach, you've been in a lot of these rooms, man. You've seen a lot of different captains. What's in your mind the most important role of a Ryder Cup captain? Oh, man, it's hard to identify just one role. I, I think what I've witnessed is, um, you know, some of my – some of the – I've been so fortunate. I've had great leaders, great captains. Uh, but the, the ones that, that, you know, some of the attributes that stick out certainly would be uh, uh, humility, probably, first and foremost. They, they've approached it from a, a way that, you know what, we know that um, no one's above this game. Certainly no one's above this event in general. It's really about pure competition and the beauty of that. And um, I think when you kind of enter that mind frame and, and, and lead from that kind of posture, um, it, it's, it's even that much more special, especially as a player. Because, you know, as, as the leader, as the captain, you're there to really just have these guys, these, these young players, some of these, well, even some veterans, have a great fun week, you know? Um, you know, we're competitors. We love golf. We love, we love going out there and competing against the golf course. And the Ryder Cup is, is certainly the best competition I've ever experienced in the game. And so, you know, you're combining the individual side with the team side, and you're, you're, you're going against a very, very uh, uh, difficult foe. Uh, it, it's, it's all of that. And then you put your nation's flag on your sleeve. It's, it's, it's a perfect recipe for pure golf and um, I'm kind of getting long-winded here but I will say that it's 
it's, the, it's my favorite thing I've been associated with uh, as a professional. I know much you love winning, Zach, but you were 17 years old when the U.S. last won on American soil back in 1993. What has to change? Well, I, I don't know if change is necessarily um, the word I look to. I, I, think, I think it's more of just embracing it. You know, I, I think the way I'm going to approach this is like when I, when I go into the most difficult of circumstances, the most difficult of arenas, situations, um, you know, I, I think the more you embrace the fact that it's going to be hard, and it's just, it, it's just that. It's a great opportunity to go out and showcase what you have. You don't need to change yourself. You don't need to manipulate your golf game. You don't need to, just because there's only 24 playing, you don't need to, you know, reinvent yourself. That's kind of be what I'm going I'm to share with these guys. I, I want you to be yourselves, and I, I think good things can happen from there. And we can accept anything, but we're going over there to win. There's no question. Um, and I love the way that Team USA is shaping up. I mean, there's a pretty deep talent pool going on right now. So, uh, you know, I, I'm one of embracing the difficult situations. I love being uncomfortable. I hope there's a little bit uncomfortable, you know, nature for some of these guys. I know there will be. It's nerves. It's all good things. If you embrace that and you welcome it, good things can happen. Zach, Steve Stricker brought a less is more approach last year, made the room feel very, very normal, just kind of dudes hanging out. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you'll kind of mm -hmm. follow in those footsteps, making that room just kind of feel like 12 golfers hanging out, talking golf? No question. Uh, it's different because we're, it's going to be an entirely different team, number one, in 2023. And two, we're, we're not in the United States. So there's, there's some definitely some different uh, – things there but yeah I mean I, I, it's going to be a simple approach um, you know sometimes the, the, sim, the simplistic view or the simplistic approach requires a lot of uh, in-depth and, and strategy beforehand but what I want the team to see is something that is very familiar where expectations are laid out where freedoms are given to them both voicing you know from a communication standpoint and then also most importantly the way they can approach the week of the tournament. It's a long week. It's a trying week. You know, um, we don't compete till Friday. They're not used to that. So um, they're going to have a lot of things at their disposal. My goal is to have them kind of uh, enter Italy as if they were playing another tournament. I, I know it's not, but the more we can replicate that, much like Steve did, uh, both on the golf course and in the team room, the better. You know, Zach, when you won the Masters in 2007, you said, I'm Zach Johnson from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I'm a normal guy. <laughs> Never the best player growing up in high school or college. How much did that upbringing fuel you in the era of Tiger and Phil and Vijay? Yeah, well, I mean, it's molded me, right? Um, you know, every, everybody's trying to find their edge. Everybody's trying to find a way to, to rise to the top. My, my way is the only way I know, and that is I've always kind of had my back against the wall. I've always been the one that shouldn't but sometimes does. Um, certainly, I'm, I'm not going to succeed as much as, as I am uh, going to fall at times, but that's okay. That's the beauty of golf, right? It's hard. Uh, and I think, I think some of those things that I just mentioned can bode well as the leader of this team because um, we are going to be in a pretty hostile environment, uh, a healthy one, but a hostile one. And um, I think the more that certainly uh, I can kind of relay that to them and the more they can embrace that, that kind of uh, narrative, the better. Um, but you're right. I mean, I, I wasn't the one that was supposed to. I wasn't ever the best. And, um, 
you know, but I never stopped. I loved, I loved working. I love kind of getting my hands in the dirt and just doing it. And, uh, you know, I see that. I see those traits in a lot of the guys that played in 20. Um, clearly, 23 will be a different team. Um, but hopefully, I can kind of replicate some of those, those notions uh, for the young guys and, and the veterans, too. All right, Zach, it's always ping pong. Every time the Ryder Cup comes around, it's the team room and it's ping pong. Can we bring in some new games, maybe cornhole, ladder golf, dominoes? Could Zach Johnson bring a new game to the team room? Yeah, well, uh, that's, a, that's, that's certainly up for discussion. I will um, be voicing that to uh, those that I entrust because um, <laughs> that's important, right? Um, those evenings, when, what are we going to do as a competitive outlet is always important. Ping pong certainly is a part of that. Um, you know what? Maybe we'll find something else. Uh, who knows? Uh, in Italy, man, there's a lot of great sport there um, and great fans. So maybe we'll, we'll pick on something uh, from the locals. All right, game's important, but knowledge is as well. And one of the downfalls of Paris was the lack of course knowledge of the Americans. Justin Thomas, the only guy to play it as a tour event, finished T8, went 4-1-0, best on the team. So how will you go about making sure the players are familiar and comfortable with this new golf course? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And, and, and actually uh, an item we've discussed. It, it's, it's not going to be easy. I mean, in an ideal situation, I would get most of, if not all, of the guys there prior uh, so they can get their feet on the grounds. Anytime you can do that, the better. I mean, it doesn't matter what venue you're at, but specifically in this tournament, that, that can help. Um, is it that feasible? I'm not sure yet. We're, we're still trying to piece things together. Certainly a part of it is, is the Italian Open, and, and when they schedule that, that is a part of it. Um, the other piece of this, uh, you know, falls into – you know, when and how I could maybe get them over there in a, in a timely, efficient manner that doesn't interrupt their playing schedule and some of their priorities. That's always difficult. Um, I, I think what's kind of, I don't want to say it's in our favor, but what, what's out there is this is a, this is a new venue. Uh, you know, they've competed on it, I believe, once. Um, and, and so, you know, there hasn't been many championships there, unlike, unlike Paris, unlike some of the other venues prior. So, it's kind of new for everybody. Um, but yeah, clearly the European tour, uh, the, the, the um, DP tour, they'll, they'll, have a, they'll have a stop there. So they'll have some experience. I'm hoping to see if we can get some guys there at some point. What that looks like, I don't know yet. Zach, can you share with us your favorite memory from Ryder Cup's past, just moment at moment that kind of stands out from your playing days out there competing with the red, white, and blue on? You know, there's so many great ones. I mean, you know, it's a special week. To share it with my wife, Kim, each and every time is something we do not take for granted. Um, to share it with some of my, frankly, some of my best friends. Uh, you know, the hugs, the embraces after a win are always special. Um, if there's one that stands out, I mean, I, I, I can't, you know, I was able to win one as a player in Hazeltine. That was ultra special. But I'm so fresh still from... Uh, whistling straights. I mean, you know, the way Captain Stricker led us, led our team, led those guys, those 12 players was terrific. And the way they competed and did it in a very classy, uh, I would say, American-style manner is what really stands out. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm still fresh on 2020 and, um, and what, those, those, uh, what that team did at Whistling Straits. Yeah, Zach, it was a very, very young team. I'm sure you'll face something very mm. similar with the team in 2023. Do we overrate experience in this event, considering 
how a lot of these rookies have played over the last few years? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know what's being said. I don't, I don't read all that. Um, I think experience is, is obviously an attribute that is that is beneficial. But given in certain situations, yes, there sometimes, uh, you know, um, being naive to the situation can be a, can be an asset too. You know, I mean, uh, th these guys they're they're not foolish. They understand the gravity of the situation. They understand how big the Ryder Cup is. Um, what was remarkable, what was inspiring, and I think what was you, you alluded to that was just um, fantastic was some of these young guys, rookies in particular, at just how well some of their best golf surfaced. That's what the Ryder Cup does. You know, we, we, we can see some of the worst shots in the game because it's hard, but we see so many tremendous golf shots uh, in the Ryder Cup. It's uncanny each and every two years. Um, I, it brings out the best in each and every player um, to the utmost. And I think that's uh, one of the beautiful things about uh, that, that cup. Zach, we thought we'd leave our toughest question for last. You're going <laughs> to a region known for great wine. Team dinner is a big part of the Ryder Cup. Yeah. I'm a wine guy. How will you go about you know, choosing the menu? You going Brunello or Barolo? Do you go Tignanello, yeah. Sasakaya, Antonori? <laughs> I mean, what will you do? Well, my ignorance is going to show here. I, I'm not very uh, up to speed on my, my Italian wines quite yet. Um, I'm pretty simplistic. I enjoy them, especially with a nice entree. Uh, maybe, maybe I need to be a little more strategic in who I have a part of this team to help me along, <laughs> help me pick some of the foods and things. I do know this. I've had, my parents have been there a bunch. My wife's been there a few times. I have heard Two things that are resounding. One, the people are awesome. And two, if you like to eat, you're going to the right place. So I can't wait. Zach, right here, man. Damon Hack. He's got a passport. He's ready to I'll rock and roll. Come on. 2023. He's just in the room. I'll play wet. I'll hit some wedges with the guys. <laughs> he can drive a cart. He I, can talk to I'm players. strong on par threes, too. You've seen it, Shane. <laughs> Very good. Zach, congrats on the announcement, man. Excited Thanks, to watch gentlemen. in 2023. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. The great Zach Johnson, two-time major champ, now Ryder Cup captain. And ready to embrace the difficulty. We take a look at the upcoming Ryder Cup venues, the home and away, but really all about 2023. But as a guy who lived in New York for 12 years, I'm looking forward to 2025 as well. Beth Page, Dave Black. That'll be kind of quiet. That'll be kind of a quiet. Yeah, thing. not a lot of not a lot of noise. You don't think <laughs> in Beth's page. Oh, it'll be great. 2025 going to be awesome. Back in the state, 2023 going to be great as well. Look through Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson through the years. Back on the Nationwide Tour. Now the Corn Ferry Tour. See back in 2004, Atlanta Classic. Look at that pant, that putter, that look. Finally getting it done. Yeah, kind of undersized guy. Great wedge player. Neat that his longtime coach, Mike Bender, was in the audience. Then, of course, 2007. On that you really it. cold. This was a brutally cold weekend. Able to hold off the likes of Tiger Woods. In fact, Tiger had three holes left to play. Zach able to hold him off. Speaking of Tiger, everybody remembers this moment. 2013 Hero World Challenge. Zach holds out for par. Final hole regulations of beating Tiger Woods. The playoff. Tiger, the rare short miss in a playoff. But it was that par hole out. One of the coolest wedge shots I've ever watched live. Just ripped back and went in, and Zach and Tiger couldn't believe it. You beat Tiger, you get his respect, too. I mean, <laughs> Tiger, a, a big Zach Johnson fan. Maybe not on that particular day. This 2014, the U.S. Open at Pine. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. 
Oh, come on. Is it going to go in? You don't make ones at U.S. Opens, do you? Wow. How about that? Oh, oh little double fist. They're <laughs> doing the Hale Irwin now. Okay. It's like when Mike Breen gives the double bang on the three, <laughs> right? You know it's a big deal. Of course, this the 18th at the old course. It looked like we'd really have Louie going back-to-back -back mm. at the old course. Zach had to make it. He had to make it for birdie and regulation. Makes birdie there. Birdie's the first two holes of that playoff. Ends up taking home the Claret Jug. I love the Damon Green caddy birdie <laughs> dance as well. Now we do a little Ryder Cup action for Zach. I mean, the putter equalizer. Telling you, big moment. Seymour Putter, of course, he won the Payne Stewart Award in 2020. Very special moment for Zach Johnson as well. Say a lot of people would call Zach Johnson underrated. But you know what? The results speak for themselves when you look at his career. 12 wins on the PGA Tour, two of those major championships. Really, the two majors when you think about circling them in your life. Winning at Augusta National and the old course at St. Andrews. Five Ryder Cups, four President's Cups, Payne Stewart Award winner in 2020. And we touched a little on this, D, the first hour about Zach Johnson. And you, you, a lot of people kind of question, who is this guy? Who is Zach Johnson? How are you able to accomplish what you're able to accomplish? It's because Zach Johnson had that gene inside of him that got him to win events. When it came down to it, he'd win tournaments. And he'd birdie playoff holes, you know, to win golf tournaments. Four and one in playoffs, three of those with birdies on either first or the second playoff hole. When you look at even how he won early in his career on now the Corn Ferry Tour, 66 in the final round for his first win, 65 in the final round for his second win. Won the last three events his first year on the Hooters Tour. I mean, this guy was a winner and is a winner. How many people have you met in life that go about saying, I want to be uncomfortable. Right. I like being uncomfortable. Asking for it. And that's exactly what Zach Johnson said, and that's what he wants his team to do, is embrace the difficulty, because from now until 2023, all we're going to be talking about when it comes to the Ryder Cup is the fact that the Americans, as great as they looked in Wisconsin, have not won on the road. They have gone about it a zillion different ways. That's the final piece of this puzzle post U.S. Ryder Cup task force is to find a way to win on the road. So here comes this guy who was never the best player on his high school team, never the best player on his college team, who came out of nowhere to win a Masters and an Open Championship at the old course at St. Andrews, who's going to be asked for one more difficult task to overcome. And I love that he just keeps bringing it up over and over again. I want the players to embrace being uncomfortable. Coach K is about to step away from coaching mm. Duke University, and, you know, whoever steps into that role still gets to coach mm. players going to Duke University. For right now, Zach Johnson getting this Ryder Cup team for the Americans, considering, A, how young it is and how talented it is. It's really the who's who of the PGA Tour. When you look at the players that made both 2020 team and will most likely be on the 2023 version, it's a good place to be yeah. if you're Zach Johnson right now because you're going to be the favorite. I mean, it's inevitable that this is going to be the favorite headed in, despite the fact that it's been so long since the Americans have won on European soil, simply talent-based. This is the group that's expected to go over there and finally get this thing done. So for Zach Johnson, he said it, following what we saw from Steve Stricker, mm. let's not overcomplicate this thing. Yeah. Let's put people together that want to play together. Let's put people that, that, that 
typically produce the results you want in these team events, playing together. Let's find ways that players maybe don't love each other to come together for one week and simply just put people in comfortable positions. He said being uncomfortable is important when he's not on the golf course. I think making the players as comfortable as possible mm -hmm. will be very important. And I got to be honest with you, I don't think this group is that tough to make comfortable. I think they expect to show up and win. Zach knows he's got a Ferrari. Yes. He's, he's got Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa and Xander and an undefeated DJ. Uh, Brooks Kepka, Bryson, Jordan Spe I mean, I think these will be – this is the core. Right. I mean, and what a core group that, that he has at his disposal. Players who, you know, they don't have to love each other during the PJ Tour weeks, but I believe that, that something changed in, in Wisconsin. And to see the players come together and to have leaders, to have a JT and Jordan Spieth who have known each other since they were, you know, babies in this game, and that Zach has the perfect blend, I think – of humility and fire, much like his predecessor in Steve Stricker. He has a respect from the locker room, from the team room. He's going to have a little fun when he needs to. It's going to be a laid-back environment. But the toughness that he has, the fact that he overcame his shortcomings in terms of length off the tee, I think he averaged 265 yards off the tee when he won that green jacket <laughs> at Augusta National. Didn't go for one par five in two. Right. The players know that story. They know he went about his, his way uh, in a different way than the other players do, and that's another aspect of respect that these players will have for Zach Johnson. And some of these players can ask Zach Johnson certain questions because Zach Johnson's a good person to ask these questions. How did you get it done late in these tournaments? How were you able to produce when you needed to produce mm. when you were simply uncomfortable? What's going to be very interesting is Zach Johnson now has Wisconsin to lean on, mm. and he's going to have a President's Cup to lean on as well. And it's going to be a very similar team that we'll see later this year at Quail Hollow. They're going to be very talented and they're going to be very young. And some of those names you mentioned, D, yeah. a Brooks Kepka, a Bryson, a Dustin Johnson, potentially some of those names aren't going to be in Italy. That's how talented and deep this American squad is. And they're going to be collegiate players coming up. Yeah. They're going to you know, make cases and claims to be on this team as well. For Zach Johnson, the hardest part is going to be picking six names. Yeah. And after that, it's going to be putting people with who they want to play with and then going out and seeing if they play the golf they're expected to play. Because if the 12 Americans that will be on this team, whoever those 12 are, play the way these 12 Americans are supposed to play, they're going to win the 2023 Ryder Cup. And I think that, in, in, in my opinion, could be a runaway mm. again. But it's about putting people in a position to succeed. That's what Steve Stricker did. That's what I think Zach will do. And about communication. The players want to know, you know, the process yes. for the week. And I think Zach's saying, listen, I asked him, you know, when did you want this role? When was this role something you believed you would have? And the humility that he has, I never did. You know, I, I'm not going to put myself in that position to think that this was a role that I would one day have. But I think now that he has it, uh, he will, you know, dot every I and cross every T. Sounded much like Bubba Watson. You know, when Bubba Watson talked after winning that green jacket at Augusta National, my dreams never got this far for mm. Zach Johnson. He talked a lot about that today. I never thought I'd get to this mm. point. I never think I'd be at this podium talking about captaining a Ryder Cup. And it makes sense. His career makes sense. The way he played in Ryder Cups makes sense. He's very much a bulldog, if you will, mm. as a professional golfer. He's the guy you don't want to face in a singles match. You do not want to face Zach Johnson in a playoff. 3-1-1 mm. and one in singles lost his first singles match to Darren Clark. He beat Podrick Harrington in singles. He's the only player ever to beat Graham McDowell in singles. He tied Victor Dubuisson and beat Matthew Fitzpatrick. This is a guy that gets it done. When you face off against Zach Johnson in match play, it's mm. a scary thing. I'm sure he will be echoing those sentiments to his players, if they even need to hear him, considering the talent level he's got. Right to call him a bulldog. And speaking oh, of bulldogs, what about the Georgia Bulldogs? The hack is back. Rolling on this season on the PJ Tour, Sepp Straka joins the list. Came from five shots back when his first PJ Tour title on Sunday. 
tame the, the whole bear trap and all that good stuff. We get to know him next. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Back on Golf Today, time now for Winning Moments presented by Win Grips. Having got to Sep with all the Zach Johnson news, how about a performance on Sunday from Sep Straka? Yeah, 28-year-old Austrian-born. This is the ninth hole, the par four, 126 yards. You make that birdie to get to seven under. What a Sunday. It was a <laughs> it was lot of wild. volatility. Step away from this tournament for three minutes and you come back an entire shakeup on the leaderboard. Sure seemed like we were going to be talking a lot of Daniel Berger today. That not the case. Thanks to this close. Yeah, when you start making putts from off the green, maybe it's going to be your day. Got Sept and nine under the share of the lead with Shane Lowry. Now at the 18th, the par five closing hole. This second from 192 yards. Yeah, he had a 334-yard drive, longest of the pretty week good. on 18. Pretty, okay. pretty good with the rain falling. Yeah, it's not bad. Great shot, middle of the green. He's got this eagle putt now from 48 feet, six inches. So everybody always assumes when there's a par five close that you got to make birdie. Everybody's going to make birdie. And that's not the case. Mm. I mean, you got to hit two really, really good golf shots on this hole in particular to find the surface. He almost hit three brilliant shots. That bout drops for eagle. But a tap in birdie is what he needed. Yeah. Gets to 10 under par. Shane Lowry not able to hit that fairway on Killed 18. Nasty really shot. Did. So he gets a lot of goodies. See the diet token is left hand I'm pretty as a fans but check this out guys how about the FedEx Cup points the ranking points the exemption on the PGA Tour for a couple of seasons the birth and the Masters the PGA and the 2023 Century Tournament of Champions as we hear from the newest PGA Tour winner I knew going into the round that I had a chance um, this course is crazy there's no no gimme holes at all uh, so you got to be on it, and there was only one guy five ahead of me. Um, and so I knew if I just kept my head down and uh, just tried to score, you know, make the best score I could on every hole, just try to make the best swing I could, um, in the end, there, there was a good chance of, of being there. You're somebody, obviously, who has a foot in two countries. Uh, this is going to be huge for Austrian golf, but just curious from your perspective, do you feel Austrian? Do you feel American? You know, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, uh, I have a good friend in Austria, Clemens. Uh, I used to always say that I was 50-50, 50% Austrian, 50% American. He was like, no, you're 100% Austrian, 100% American. 
which is very accurate. I just I, I feel a connection to both countries, and uh, and yeah, it's it's definitely split. How would you describe your accent? To me, it sounds very American, but I'm not. Yeah, I mean, my mom's from South Georgia, so uh, <laughs> yeah, there's it, definitely not much of an accent there. I was at the national championship game in Indy, and every fan I know, you know, Georgia fan, is just they've been cloud nine forever. So that is that victory in the national championship game, finally beating Alabama. Did that have any motivation for you this spring season? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had I think we had ten dogs in Hawaii when uh, when we won that Natty. I think all ten made the cut that week. So uh, yeah, we're definitely riding that high, and I uh, feel like they kind of um, got us over the hump. See, it's a Monday. Yeah. Coming off a win. I feel like it's a good time to get to know Sepp Straka here. Yeah. Legal name, Joseph. Sepp's an Austrian nickname. Did you know that? I did. I do now. There you go. That's why we have these fun facts. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. First Austrian-born player to earn a PJ Tour card <laughs> and a victory. He's got a twin brother named Sam. More on that in just a little bit. Fan of the University of Georgia and the Braves. So it's been uh, a good uh, few months Wow, couple titles to root for now a title his own self and how about this he travels to tournaments with Diet Coke if he knows the event provides Pepsi products hey Diet Coke sponsorship opportunity uh, gonna have it on his left sleeve next week perhaps <laughs> well there was a lot of names in contention on Sunday headed into Sunday as well Daniel Berger if you remember on Saturday third hole or excuse me third round he had a six shot lead with one hole to play he made bogey on the 18th so then a five shot lead headed in to Sunday this at the third hole the par five that not good. Yeah this was the this is the moment really the ball plugs now you're trying to just kind of stay on the green somehow and some maybe question the line that he took here and there's just really nothing you can do from there but this is what happens I mean we've seen five shot leads six shot leads go wanting on Sunday. It's almost like there's only one way you can go. Almost. Yes. And when it starts to go south, it's tough to kind of get your pick yourself back up, even if you're as accomplished a player as Daniel Berger. And we saw a lot of that. But, man, he struggled on the greens. Just nothing was going for Berger all day long. After three rounds where it seemed like everything was going and he was playing the type of golf that wins at this golf course and these types of golf tournaments. And, of course, the weather turned on everybody as well. Yeah, this was the moment for Shane Lowry. Par 5, 18th hole. Pulls it way left. Drive with some 244 yards. Ends up having to lay up. Just absolutely not the shot he wanted. The rain really falling at this point. Daniel Berger, 18th hole. He, he needs an eagle. Yeah. Got to make something happen here. Not able to make something happen. I, I will say though, I do like the shot. I mean, I know he yeah. hit it right, but he was chasing the flag. He was yep. trying to make three. You got to do it if you're trying to win. Now Lowry, yeah, he has to make this putt, trying to force the playoff with Sepp. Just gonna dry up a little bit short and right. Felt like he had the moment. He felt he had a chance to get the victory and let it slip away. And there's a lot of movement. But he's a points bet in terms of the odds during the final round. A lot of numbers pre-round. Look at Daniel Berger. I mean, from Florida State Seminole, you know, grew up in the area. It was a lot of, a lot of pressure on him to try to bring this one home. Yeah, he was uh, basically a minus 400 favorite to win. When you look at these numbers, minus 400 pre-round going into that big lead. You see the double he made at the third. Mm. He was still better than even money, if you will, but it just kept creeping the other way and eventually Sepp took home the title and was the favorite there, but it was back and forth affair for sure. Yeah, and Sepp Straka is someone who, you know, a lot of people at home 
don't know about. I actually caught up with his college coach last night, Chris Hack. In fact, the team right now is competing in Las Vegas. And Chris said, I hope that Sept's victory gives the team some uh, pep in their step. And this is someone who wasn't heavily recruited. His brother, twin brother Sam, was actually the focus of the recruitment for that family. And, you know, Sept was almost a throw-in after his <laughs> brother uh, Sam got that initial scholarship. And this is someone who had the chipping yips during his junior year, considered giving up golf completely and getting a job in business and Chris Hack told me that he convinced Sepp to go back to school for one more year, get some confidence, work through these issues. That's exactly what Sepp did. Hasn't always been as long and straight off the tee as he was. I said, Chris, when did he develop it? He had to believe in himself first, and he is doing that right now on the PGA Tour. Monday feels like kind of the story of the non-superstar edition yeah. of professional golf because we're talking a lot about Zach Johnson, and you mentioned earlier in the show, D, this was not a guy that was heavily recruited. Mm. This was not a guy that was even the best player on his collegiate team, and all of a sudden he's two-time major winner and now captain in a Ryder Cup. Sep, very much the same way to your point. And this week felt very much like an out outlier when you dive into Sepp Strzok and what he's done in terms of stats. He was first in strokes gained off the tee this week, 95th this season on the PGA Tour. He was fourth in strokes gained putting, 92nd on the PGA Tour this year. He was fourth tee to green, 133rd on the tour this year, and he was first strokes gained total, 116th. So this was really his week. This yeah. was the week where everything was clicking, the putter was working, the iron play was there, he was driving it well. And when you do that, you've got to take advantage. Mm. And that's the thing we do see from players at times. They get close to lead and don't take advantage. It was nice to see him close this out the way he did with those closing birdies. Similar to Luke List, who had made up a five-shot deficit in point. San Diego. And you know everything came together for him that week in terms of the, the short game and the putting for someone who's a fantastic ball striker. But Need for Sepp, and he was able to hit the shots down the stretch. I think that that 18th hole will be something he yes. leans on in the future next time he finds himself in contention. He absolutely went out and won this golf tournament.